Okay, I'm reloading. Je- Jeff London, DJ Jason Smith. Here come the pain. When the sun goes down, the music turns up. A whole new world opens up behind the velvet rope. Join us as we take you behind the scenes of the nightlife world. Are you ready? DJ Jason Smith, Jeff London. I'm the promoter, he's the DJ podcast, live from Boston, Massachusetts. Jeff! What an intro. What a new intro, right? Shout out Jason Smith on the intro. Unbelievable. It's pretty good, man. It's pretty exciting. I love that. Uh, this week, uh, episode two, sponsored by Manscaped. Uh, get rid of that unwanted hair. Show off your tattoos. Get rid of that arm hair. <laughs> Chest hair. Get rid of it. Where can they find it, Jason? You can find it at manscaped.com. And we have a code for y'all. It's called Find Your Balls. Find Your Balls. Because sometimes they get lost. <laughs> um, just want to thank, shout out, <laughs> thank everybody for... Uh, Support on the first show is pretty I mean, awesome. I feel like we got a lot of great feedback, and it feels good because we put it, it's something that we put a lot of work into, and it, like to see it come out that way and to get the response that we didn't even think it was going to get. We're just two fun guys having fun together, and, and it was fun. It was fun. Yeah, it was easy. Definitely, man. How was your week? Week's been great. Yeah, you watch any good shows? Any documentaries? Well, of course, the big one. Tell us it. Yo, not for nothing, like. The movie was cool. What are we talking about again? The Big E documentary on, on Netflix. Netflix yeah. yeah, sorry, guys. Yeah. Anyways, so the movie was cool. Yeah. But it was a, a fucking movie, you know what I mean? It's like this barely touched on anything that's been put out before as far as the story of Big E goes. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of it. There was another Big E documentary, I think, that came there out. There was many, yeah, and plus the movie that yeah they yeah, had as well. But nothing... Yeah. They took elements of that because you have to take the same elements from the stories. There's parts of the story that are going to be the same everywhere. Right. You know right, what I mean? Absolutely. So from what I saw, from my perspective, was it just had a really dope, in-depth look at parts in the back scene footage. Like, really? The, the, the footage, if people haven't seen it, is a lot of camera footage from they 97, yeah. from the old school camera. Um, <laughs> the one with the tape, yeah, tape, yeah. Joint, probably. It's unbelievable some of the the behind the scenes footage that they have, and it's it's a, it's it's a must watch just it's to see that it just to see that footage. I yeah, I think that footage has never been released before, which and is that's crazy what to made me. It so yeah. yeah, it's been held on. This guy must have been like, yo, I got a <laughs> pot of gold in my pocket, right, right. Yeah. Let me get the right offer. Nobody wanted to pay him probably, and they just did a such a the the story was great, and that unreleased footage it brought something that nobody else has seen so it made it fresh again it's not like you're seeing the same footage from this documentary to this documentary right. you know what i mean i started watching the six nine one too and that was a little different than the documentary on uh, uh hulu had one or something like yeah that. i haven't watched that one yet but i wanted to see the big one even for people that haven't or weren't around that time of big, or don't know much about him. Oh my god! That that yeah. documentary covers everything that you want to be, you know, showing the lyrics and showing. I thought how showing the lyrics was so important because yeah. I've listened to Biggie my entire life since he came out, and it's like lyrically, and then he 
talked about that part about how like he came up and hanging out with that guy that played the jazz and unbelievable like yeah flow would imitate the solo jazz so that's why he wrote lyrically i'm supposed to represent like it's just like it's the patterns yeah. where nobody still raps ever to that day migos might have did something like that they created their a own different thing. pattern yeah and it was like fresh but Going back to the Biggie thing, I have a little bit of announcement. Ooh. Is that okay? Absolutely. <laughs> announcement. So for, the <laughs> past, <laughs> so for the past four years, I think this project has been a passion project of mine. Mm -hmm. I acquired a lot of great Biggie acapellas. And I said, what a more wonderful way of paying homage to one of the greatest MCs of all time, but put him with one of the greatest producers of all time that's no longer with us, and it was Dilla. So I'm working wow. on a new package called wow. Big versus Dilla. I'm trying to get it done by March 9th. I know it's five days away, but I've been working on it for a long time, and it's it's something that brings Biggie fresh again. You know what I mean? I so can't. Like, uh, two unbelievable people from musicians, uh, lyricists, or just all over, like – Unbelievable people of our, I won't say our generation, generations to 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 come. I mean, in it's a musical, yeah. Both were creating something that hasn't been created yeah. for. Dilla had his own personal way of sampling records, and he almost made beats that were like kind of off beat a little bit. And Big had his own flow, so it was just like it kind of goes hand in hand. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like between the two, because they were both. What's the word I'm looking for? They were both like. Uh, entrepreneurs, but like, you know, I mean, they were both ahead of their time as well. That's, that's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. And I'm excited innovators. for this project. They were both great innovators. They were great innovators. I'm they excited for this project. Yeah. Get I it done. Let's I go. Am, so let's talk about this thing that I found out that I think you looked into a little bit. Mm -hmm. It was, uh, speaking of big in that whole era, uh, we found out that there was a picture of Tupac circulating in the, in, in the interweb that he had a, Instead of a death row shirt on, it said death row east. So what did you find out? Anything so about I found that? out a little about What's that. I, I dove that? in that a little bit. And what it was was at the time when Big and Tupac had their rivalry. Yeah. And not only that, East Coast and West Coast had a rivalry. They set up a death row east. Now, was that to be in competition with Bad Boy? A hundred percent. And the, so there are some Shug interviews with like Suge and um, and Tupac, and they're wearing well. Tupac's wearing the East Coast, uh, Death Row East Coast, along with people in the back with signs. You know, it never came to fruition. Unfortunately, Tupac died. That's uh, what kind of killed that's that what, East Coast Death Row act. That's what uh, yeah stopped it. But they were fully promoting it and wanted to do a full competition of that because the rivalry back then was it was unbelievable. It was. I, I I just I don't know how I feel about it, but I just feel like I don't think Big would actually do that to Pac. Like I thought they were like really great friends. Yeah, I know. I I don't. Do you know the know. story how they actually hooked up? I'll make it quick. Let's go. So Naughty by Nature was on tour with Tupac, and Biggie ended up coming to the show. Trench, I guess it was Trent Tretch from Naughty by Nature introduced Pac and Biggie. Wow. And here's another funny story. Let me hear it. At one time in my life, I lived in Phoenix, Arizona. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I got to see Z Trip DJ. Right. Awesome. Rot, a group called Rotten Rascals at the time. They were uh, around the same, you know, at Naughty right. by yeah, Nature, right. that, like Newark, New Jersey click. They opened up, followed by 
the notorious B.I.G. No way. So you've seen him live? I saw him live. Oh, that's something. And the headline of that yeah. concert was uh, uh, Naughty by Nature. So it was Naughty by Nature, big. Yeah. And uh, shout out to Z Trip, my guy. He uh, he DJed behind, behind, you know, between the acts and right. shot the fashion. Fashion was out there oh, too. Fashion, so yeah, 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 yeah man. That's crazy. What else is going on, Jeff? Well, so R.I.G. If you don't follow, I'm the promoter. He's the DJ. Um, we got a question of the week on R.I.G. And I think this has to deal with both of us. And the question is: Right now, we are from Boston, or we are in Boston, um, and the question is, when nightlife opens back up, what do you think will change in terms of the new uh, one year without being in the nightlife? So one year, it's coming up, one year of no nightlife. Yeah. What is going to change when we reopen from a DJ standpoint? From a DJ standpoint? And then I'll go with the, yeah, from the promoter awesome. standpoint. Yeah, 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 let's do it. Uh, the DJ standpoint is, dude, I'm so disconnected from any music that has been, came out in the past year. Be totally honest with you. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't be surprised if that EDM bubble really just popped. Mm-hmm. I think that, uh, the clubs aren't going to have the budgets that they had before. So they're not going to have $60,000 DJs. And then I think the, the market is going to be really open to open format DJs as far as that goes. Because if you look at the, the timeline of EDM towards the back end of the EDM before this happened, mm-hmm. EDM DJs weren't playing their set all night. They were playing, dropping in hip-hop records. Right. So I think, I don't know as far as musically, but I think the classics will always be there. Right. And then, you know, some music will start coming out the closer we get for that purpose because people are probably holding on their projects right now. So that's what I'm thinking. Do you think a lot of DJs will travel as much? Do you think the clubs are, since they don't have huge budgets, do you think DJ pricing will come down? Or do you think DJs won't travel as much? Well, I'm I'm hoping that what what will happen is, is that you'll still have your local guys getting that Low low money, right? And instead of having your sixty thousand dollars DJs, we'll go back to the time when open format DJs were making like five grand. Mm-hmm. That got eliminated when the the five grand deals went out the door when they started having either a seventy thousand dollar DJ or a five hundred dollar DJ. Right, that middle ground was gone, mm-hmm. and that was us open format DJs. So I'm hoping that that comes back into that way, and I think clubs could really fl- you know flourish off that because. People want to keep moving. They want to hear the same music all night. Right. Exactly. What do you think is going to happen as far as the promoting side of things? Do you think it's going to become a little bit more difficult because people are going to be kind of scared to go out at first? Or? I, I think it's going to be the opposite for the first couple of months. I think um, people have been cooped up for a year. They're getting a little taste of it now, going to restaurants to play a little music or, you know, you know, sort of bars. So they're getting a little taste of it now. But when it fully opens up, I think the first month will just be an explosion. Monday through Sunday, nights going, everybody. And then the budgets, <laughs> people's budgets are going to get tighter. They can't do bottle service every night. They no, can't, no, no. Yeah. It's going to get a little weird. Yeah, they can't. Um, it's like when a club first opened, the first two months are just slammed. And right. then it's like, all right, now, now the work really starts for you on your end. Right. You uh, know it's a guarantee smash out the gate right. for the first two yeah. months. But, yeah. okay. Um. 
and there's also I you know some places that might have closed you know that have taken so now it's a little bit more condensed um, in terms of people going choosing places before. But every market's going to be different, though. Very true. Very true. I heard that all the contracts for the DJs in Vegas are void because of the COVID. That'd be crazy. So what happens with that is now everybody's um, free to do whatever they want. Mm -hmm. Free agent. Right. So I heard somewhere that the clubs in Vegas might come together. I don't know if this is true or not, but we had a conversation. This could be, yeah, this could be This could be speculation, but we were talking about it. Somebody had said. We'll put speculation in front of this one, yeah. (laughs) So the guys are telling me that they wouldn't be surprised if all the clubs in Vegas came together and said, listen, let's keep, they can control the DJ pricing now. Right, right. Before the DJs had, oh, I'm going to go over here and play so-and-so because they're paying me this much. Mm-hmm. Now the clubs are going to be in control of the pricing instead right. of the DJs. Wow. So that's that, going to change a lot. Yeah. Shit, man. Yeah. It'll, <laughs> it'll help our budgets as well. Too. Yeah. So you think, like, it's just going to – your work is going to get – Take time after two months of people. Yeah, I think the first couple months is going to be an explosion. And then, yeah, then it will get back to what it was previous a year ago where you're working for certain nights and people are are settling for going out X amount of nights as opposed to just free for all. Because we're coming up to hopefully spring sometime in summertime. This is when our business gets busy, anyways. Yeah, absolutely. So we were. we would just be coming out of the, that normally at this time right, of, right, of yeah. year, when it, regardless when it gets, of COVID. Business. Right, right. I mean, we're in March, yeah. So February usually lags, and then, yeah, and then March, and uh, they start coming out. So that's like DJs. Like, we know that our January and February is going to be slow, so we need that extra pop of money on New Year's Eve. It's, it carries us over. Exactly, yeah. The New Year's carries over, yeah. For a couple of months. Because you know the week after New Year's is just a wrap. Yeah, <laughs> it's a wrap for all of us. I mean, Everybody. especially for us that we've worked two, three months to yeah, set up that yeah, one night, yeah. and then you're just exhausted, and it's craziness, and yeah, that uh, yeah, that first week. Because you, go, I think it goes hard from like Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas. People come back to town. That gets all busy. New Year's, bam, and then it's just like that's almost three months of straight yeah. party, party, party. I party. mean, if yeah, if big you go, nights. Those are huge nights. Halloween and everything. Yeah, yeah. from yeah. Halloween, yeah, on. You know, when school comes back in September to Halloween, it's 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 pretty crazy. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a, like, should we do a little story time? Oh, we have a story. We might have a story. You want to tell a story? I'll tell a story. All right, I'll tell a story. Gather around, kids. It's story time with Uncle Jeff. The names have been left out to protect the guilty. Now, here's a little story I got to tell. Oh, yeah. Here it is. It's story time with Uncle Jeff. Well, it's like a little two-part story kind of. Um, Awesome drop, by the way. Jason Smith on on the track. This story. Yeah. Is starts off with an athlete, an athlete, can a world. Say, wait, can we say what type of sport this athlete plays, or is that too much information? A World Series ring. Oh, all right. athlete. All right, cool. So, so, so that yeah. must be baseball, then, right? Am I correct? <laughs> You've heard world it. Series baseball. Yes. Oh. Correct, correct. We are not saying we're admitting names, though. Of course. All right. So this player comes in, fresh off a championship, comes into the clubs. 
ready to have a night. Okay. He doesn't have his World Series ring. No. But he does have his wedding ring. Okay. Gets into the night. The night's getting great. Partying, everything like that. Of course. Ask a couple of Was VA. the whole team there or was it just him? Just him. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. All right. He's really partying. He's now. partying. Um, you know, a couple people come up to say hi to him. A couple girls come up. They recognize him. Of course. Everything like that. He slips off his wedding ring, slides it in his pocket. I thought girls like guys with wedding I, I don't, rings. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Maybe it made him feel better. That maybe. If he put it maybe, away, he yeah. wouldn't feel so guilty. Yeah. Maybe drinking swells his fingers <laughs> and it hurt his finger. Yeah. You don't know. I, don't I know, know how that happens. Yeah. So he puts it in his pocket, party. Night goes great. Okay. End of the night, reaches in his pocket. The wedding ring's gone. <laughs> no, right? Yeah. Oh, man. Dump out your pockets. Dump out your pockets. Okay. Don't find it in his pockets. All right. The lights are on now. Did he check the mini mini pocket that you have up on top? Yeah. Damn. Checked everything. Um, couldn't find it. So <laughs> lights come on. He's got to go home to the wife. <sighs> what do we do? <laughs> yeah. So I think it was three of us. hope that she's uh, sleeping. That's what you're going to hope is going to happen. I think it was three of us. I think, you know, it was winter, uh, Ace Gershfield, myself. Okay. Started ripping up coaches. Boom. Ripping up couches. I mean, it could be anywhere, especially anywhere. Like it's it could slip in the back and go underneath yeah. that couch cushion. So like, we, oh. so we, we ripped up the couch cushions. Probably destroyed them. Actually, I it, mean, you're trying to save this guy's life, basically. Yeah, know? we find the ring. We found it about a half hour later. So he is half hour. You guys were saying. Half hour since the club That's closed. actually yeah, not yeah, bad yeah, because yeah, you think yeah. it could be. Because for the time people got out and they dude, cleared it's it. it's not yeah. that big. And yeah. I'm sure it got kicked around on the floor. Yeah. It, was, it was, yeah. So he's so happy. He's like, all right, let's take a picture. He puts the the wedding ring on his middle finger and, he, and it's a picture where where's a middle finger with all of us. All right. Fast forward <laughs> after another champion and after another World Series. Okay, now he's got two in his pocket. But maybe not more, his wedding ring. But maybe more. <laughs> He does no long, He is no longer married, by the way. Comes to the club again. This is many years after, and uh, he's he's been celebrating heavy. All right, celebrates. Sounds like this guy likes that fun. Oh, he loves that fun. He's a great guy. <laughs> yeah. Comes to the club has a has a night a night and a half. He's probably you know been partying all day too. All his friends leave him. They. You know, found other people to go. Whatever they leave, he's by <laughs> himself. Like, now he's now he's a real animal because now he's by himself. Yeah. Once again, the lights come on and he's still there and he's the only one there. <laughs> he doesn't need to look for his wedding ring this time. So we're sitting there and we're you know, as Boston as a Boston fan myself, I'm so happy they just won the championship. We're sell you know we're coming off yeah, yeah, you know yeah. two days later or whatever whatever the the case may be. The energy's still in the air. Yeah, that we won another championship. Um, so he, he, he's there still. We're like, I gotta get you home. He's not really in shape to go home. So we pull up the picture. So not only are you a promoter, but you're also a babysitter of celebrities. Yeah, the biggest babysitter. Yeah, <laughs> I'm an adult babysitter. Uh, so we pull up the picture, and he's yeah. like. Oh, it's a picture of oh, holy shit! Like he's like yeah. you were the guys from you know X number of years ago. Like yeah, 
So I'm like, how am I going to get this guy home? I'm like, where do you live? And he's like. I can't tell you. Secret. No, he told me but I'm not going <laughs> to give out his address. He's, of course not. Yeah. Um, but he's like, the Red Sox Hotel is a Commonwealth Hotel. They'll give me a room there. The Commonwealth Hotel was down the street from this club. Okay. So I'm like, all right, how are we going to get him there? He's a puddle right now. <laughs> no way. So I walk him out of this club, and all of a sudden, my friend who's a uh, police officer okay. pulls up in a paddy wagon. I shouldn't say paddy wagon. It was a SUV cop car. Whatever. And I'm like, can you give us a ride to the... I mean, what a better ride. Coming to the hotel. So we get, in the, we get in the car. Yeah, yeah. The back seat of a cop car. Thank goodness that was my first time in the backseat. Actually, second time, me and DJ Vice were not in trouble, but they they took us in the cough car. So. Shout out my man Vice. <laughs> yes. So they took us to the Commonwealth Hotel. It was must have been by that time 3.30 in the morning. We got him back safe. The cop, he's trying to get out the back door, and in case you don't know, you can't get out from the inside of a back of a cop car. I didn't for even obvious, know they had handles back for, there. Yeah, 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 maybe they don't for obvious reasons. So we I don't get, know from experience. So we get him out of the car, and it's 3.30 in the morning. Red Sox Hotel, it's a Commonwealth Hotel. The officers open him up and, like, walk him in there. Wouldn't you know there's still autograph seekers <laughs> looking oh, for shit. people? And all of a sudden, <laughs> they see him dump out of a cop car and walk in. We got him in there safe. Oh, he must have, um, like, they must have like, destroyed some of the kids, like, Dad, what? What's wrong with that guy? I don't know if there are any kids at 3.30 anymore, but they, they must have been pretty wild, and those guys have a story to tell. But that is my story to tell. Um, and that's story time with Uncle Jeff. Story time with Uncle Jeff. <laughs> that's the first one. You're going to get bo, bo, that's bo. A, that's a, We'll get one every week. I had, yeah. I had that kind of story yeah. happen with a DJ friend of mine, and, and I was like, God, if I ever saw my idol looking like that, I n- hope I never looked like that. Well, I bet you I've looked like that. <laughs> yeah, we might have looked like that before. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, that's I haven't seen him since, but. Uh, I mean, yeah, I think he owes you something. Uh, Maybe he should give you a, a championship ring for. Uh, yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah, it yeah. would be nice. <laughs> yeah, I had a Super Bowl ring on once. I had a big football player come in, yeah. and he was, like, loving my style. And he was like, yo, what's your name? And I told him my name, and like, what do you want to drink? I said, I want Jack Daniels. He goes, cool, I just bought you a bottle. It's like 3 <laughs> in the morning. What am I going to do with a bottle of JD at 3 in the morning? Did you drink it? I pretty much drank the whole thing. <laughs> but I didn't look like a puddle. And uh, he was like, yo, why don't you put this on? And hands me this New Orleans Super Bowl ring. Whoa. And the the you know like the New Orleans sure. s- the symbol is? What it's I, like it's the like floor? A, floor? Yeah, something like that. Leaf the floor? floor was all diamonds. It was fire, man. And wow. I was like, whoa, this is sick. Yeah, man, that's my story to go with your I like unbelievable it. story. Might well, uh, a little bit. Yeah. Can we get the outro on that? That That's story time. Let's go one more time. On oh, that. let's get yeah. that one more time. Oh, this is unbelievable. Gather around, kids. It's story time with Uncle Jeff. The names have been left out to protect the guilty. Now, here's a little story I got to tell you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's yeah, so yeah. good. Wait, what's that? Oh, Ooh, we got some. Jeff, <laughs> we got breaking news. We bro. got breaking news. Coming in. Oh, this is so fun. 
Yo, so we do a segment every week. It's breaking news and it's positive news because we're sick of fucking hearing all the negative shit that we get force fed every day. So, Jeff, what's this week's positive news, brother? We got some positive news this week. We have, we talked about Jay-Z last week. Now we have another MC. From that golden era of From hip-hop? that golden era. Cool. Nasir Jones, oh. a.k.a. Nas. So this week's news is that Coinbase, uh, an app that people buy cryptocurrency on, is now going public. And one of the investors that's in it. crazy. Yeah. So you're a crypto company that sells cryptocurrency and you go on the stock market. As an app. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's well, this crazy. isn't a financial show, so uh, don't look for. <laughs> yeah. Hit us up seeking any advice. <laughs> yeah. No financial <laughs> advice coming from this, these two. <laughs> Um, so he was an investor in Coinbase, okay. which is unbelievable. So Coinbase... It's an app then? It's an okay. app. Yeah, he, he invested... Well, it's a, it's a website as well. He invested in, in 2013, which and it was valued at $143 million. In 2013, it was $143 Co- okay. Coinbase is... Um, so it's now valued at $100 billion. Damn. So let's say Nas invested like $500,000. Yeah. I'm not good at math. Do Even if it, like the stake was diluted like 50%, yeah. he'd be worth $175 million. Just off that one deal. Yeah. But you know what's crazy? No, what's crazy? Nas has Queensbridge, where he's from, Queensbridge yeah. Venture Partners. And some of the pl- things that they Shout out to Queensbridge. This is my old hood. I have to just pass there every day. Queensbridge. I felt so cool when I first moved in. I'm like, yo, that's where Nas live. Mob D. Yep. Uh Awesome. Sorry. So his other notable investments are Casper, Dropbox. I have a Casper mattress. We need them as a sponsor. I need a new mattress. Genius. <laughs> He's an investor in Lyft. Lyft. Pill pack. What's genius though? I don't know. Me either. We just know it's good. <laughs> Cut that. <laughs> um and Ring, right? Ring, Ring. Got bought up by Amazon, so that was a big come up. So he's just flipping it. I like to see that, though. I like to see that because you see these people that came from unfortunate situations mm-hmm. that took that outlet to create this beautiful music. Basically, at that time in hip-hop, that was the news. Right. That's how you found out what was really going on. Absolutely. You couldn't watch Channel 11 News in New York because they were just telling you the other stuff. To find out what was really happening, right. you listen to Nas, yep. Jay-Z, and to see those guys come from that, from s- literally selling drugs mm-hmm. to now flipping ring to Amazon and flipping Coinbase, like, that's cr- that's That's crazy, yeah. Well, it, it's smart of them to invest in those things, and people invest in different things. Where you have, nowadays, you see these people investing in these huge gold, you know, diamond chains and things like that, where they could have, I think... Could have put their money somewhere better. Because well, you're not gonna be rapping when you're fifty years old. <laughs> or you can be, but yeah, you won't be, be you won't be a, that, yeah. you won't be as popular. No. You won't be making the money that if you invest smartly. I read somewhere that a lot of these kids that are running around with these bags full they get my bag, I'm getting my bag. I get it's cool, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's all the money they had. That's why they look like they got stacks right. because they, they don't got no money in the bank. Right. That's every single dollar that they have. So their backpacks look full as hell because 
And that's their rent money in there, too. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. You know, and there's a lot of artists that are actually trying to help these younger artists. Like, yo, just like sports. Mm-hmm. Come in, you're a rookie, you get this big deal. You have the older cats being like, yo, you want to, you could get hurt next year, guy. Right, exactly. Do this. Mm-hmm. So you do have people, other artists that care for these young kids, and you have other athletes that care for these younger athletes. And I think that's a beautiful thing. I think sharing knowledge is a beautiful thing. And I know I personally like to do that. And I think you do too. And I Absolutely. think that's why we're kind of here. We're here to tell funny stories and bullshit, but we're at the same time, there's something that could be learned in every episode Absolutely. that we have. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And on that note, what's on that note? Give us the outro, which is the intro. But once again, <laughs> before we do that, before we do that, Wait, hold up. <laughs> at Jason Smith Music. At Jason Smith Music. At, at I'm the promoter. promoter. He's, He's a DJ, DJ on Instagram. And at YouTube, what Jeff Lund is. At Jeff6087. Let's go. Outro. Yo, love, love, love. Jeff London, DJ Jason Smith. Pick on the bang. When the sun goes down, the music turns up. A whole new world opens up behind the velvet rope. Join us as we take you behind the scenes of the nightlife world. DJ Jason Smith, Jeff London. I'm the promoter, he's the DJ podcast, live from Boston, Massachusetts.